sustainability comes down to not putting yourself in these boxes. You have to create your own box. You are tuned in to Strengthen the Soul podcast, a safe place for learning and growing. I am here to help you navigate through life's greatest challenges. I am Katie, your host, a licensed therapist, holy fire Reiki master, life coach for healing and life transformations, a healer who's healed herself, and I am here to help you strengthen your soul. We are all beautiful souls in this life. We are healing, we are evolving, and we are loving. My mission is to bring awareness to all things wellness, mind, body, and soul, provide motivation and information, and discuss all things mental health and spirituality. Thank you for listening. So we are going to get into all the juicy topics today. I want to hear more about your story. I want you to introduce yourself to us and tell us what you do and how you got started with CP Honesty. Totally. So thank you again for having me. And the story is very interesting to how I got to this place. So let's rewind a little bit. And for anyone who doesn't know me or know my style, I'm a very get to the point kind of girl, but this is a longer story. So background on me is when I went to college, I had a plan to basically major in psychology, which is what I did. And I had this five-year plan. I'm going to graduate, then I'm going to become a therapist and I'm going to go right into grad school and do social work first and then be a therapist while also juggling tennis and all of these things in college. I just had such a plan. Fast forward to actually being in grad school and doing this program, they told us on our first day that 50% of you are going to drop out from burnout just from practicing therapy. And I know, Katie, you definitely resonate with this story. Literally part of my story. Uh Right. And I thought, oh, no, not me. I'm good. I got my plan. And that ended up being me. So I withdrew from this prestigious program at NYU with all these student loans with zero plan. And I just had to hit the ground running. And fast forward, I ended up getting a job in finance, just doing um, just like assistant reception level work, worked my way up and it turned into a 10 year finance career. And that did well for me. But during this time, my passion for helping others and connecting with people never changed. And I did mention the purpose of mentioning tennis was because I always had an interest in movement and nutrition because to show up my best on the court, I always had to prioritize what I was eating and how certain foods would make me feel and things like that. So I kind of became the go-to person around the office and even just my friend group for what should I be eating to feel better, have more energy, or I need to lose weight or I'm not eating enough. I need to gain weight, just a lot of these things. And funny enough, before COVID, December, 2019, I was very fulfilled in my finance career. I loved my boss. I loved the people I worked with, but I needed some sort of passion project. So I told myself, all right, December, 2019, New Year's resolution is going to be, I'm going to get certified in nutrition. Mm -hmm. You know, I should be getting paid for the way that everyone is coming over to me. Literally. (laughs) And if, you know, if anything, it was just a passion project. I just needed something. Um, So 
fast forward to COVID, I was able to study and take the exam a lot sooner than planned, mm-hmm. even though I had the finance career because we were on lockdown. I was working from home. There was nothing to do on weekends. So I got certified in June, 2020. And I just thought to myself, you know, social media is kind of the way of the world. I knew that my target demographic for clients would ideally be millennials. So it felt like, all right, let me just make an Instagram, not really a website and just share these easy go-to recipes that people like me needed busy things that were easy to make, not super expensive, few ingredients, because the biggest reason why people neglect their health, um, from what I had seen just around in my social circle and within myself was time. Mm -hmm. And we go online, we see these recipes that are like 20 ingredients deep, take hours are super expensive. So I was like, you know what, let's just share the things that I'm doing that have been helpful for people around me and have fun with it. So Mm The name CP Honest Tea came naturally for me because my initials are CP. It was something that a lot of people called me and I'm always joking, spilling the honest tea, as you know, and I made the little logo for it. I made the Instagram, started sharing recipes consistently. I knew eventually I'd want clients, but I knew I couldn't get clients without some sort of something. So I didn't really come on there like, hi, I want clients. I just focused on providing value. And my value was in the form of those recipes, mindfulness tips, combining nutrition and mindfulness, which is the core of my business. Eventually a few months in people were asking if I was doing one-on-one work and that's how the client base came. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to speed up this story a bit. I mentioned, I launched that in June, 2020. Come March, 2021, I had a waiting list of clients and yes. And that was a point where I had to sit and reflect. I can't take more clients because I have my full-time finance career. And for anyone who isn't familiar with finance, it's not a nine to five job. The hours are crazy. Um, I was in a hedge fund that revolved very much around the stock market, which was volatile during that time. So between that and juggling the clients that I did have, it was a lot. So I did some soul searching and I decided, you know what, if CP Honesty is doing this well with giving it, I don't know, maybe like 60% of my efforts, what could happen if I gave it to hundred? Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, like, what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. I have to go back to corporate or go back and figure it out. I have enough connections at this point. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'll figure it out. So in March, 2021, when that happened, I made the decision that I would leave, but I didn't want to be impulsive. And this is something that is important to really share about my story because we see so much over glamorizing. I left my nine to five and I just figured it all out. No way. Remember I am 32 at this point. It was 30, um, 31 fully single, financially independent. No one is helping me fuel my business or pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So I needed to be smart. So when I made that decision, I made a timeline for myself. I crunched the numbers and said, okay, if I could wait until April 1st, Mm -hmm. 2022, I could have enough money saved up to do this. I just have to push through this season of kind of treading burnout and going through a lot. So I did it. I pushed through. It was not easy. And here we are. That's generally the story of how CP Honesty was born, how I got here and where we're at now. Yeah. I love that. And something that I love about your story and admire about you as a person, just knowing you, is that you really have a healthy balance between 
this structure and strategy and realness in your business and also flow and like just feeling out what your business is, how you're feeling in your business and you're not too much like XYZ, it has to be this way or too much go with the flow. And, you know, I struggle with that because I'm very go with the flow. It's just, I'm all air signs, like (laughs) in astrology, like I'm very much just like, yeah, like it's all good. Like I'll figure it out. I'm very much, I'll figure it out. And I've learned over time as an entrepreneur, have to have a healthy balance. You cannot be too go with the flow. So I love your story. And I feel like I can pick out that, uh, that learning lesson in your story of how, listen, you have to do things the right way, but also it could be fun and it could be really exciting and it could be pleasurable. And you can really be in that feeling space of passion and, and fulfillment. Absolutely. And there's so much rebalancing and rewiring that goes into it too. Like to your point, I'm the opposite. Mm -hmm. Having that finance background, especially made me such a type A planner and so intense about the business planning. And I also had to learn to really scale that back and be a bit more go with the flow with the entrepreneurial space too. So it's a balance that takes time. I find that when I work with business mentorship clients now, Mm -hmm. and we can get into that part of my business, I find they're either like, how I started and how you started. They're either too much go with the flow or too intense. And it's all about finding that balance and sweet spot of like, no, you can be both. It's just finding that balance Mm -hmm. to have both because you need both as an entrepreneur. You cannot rely so much on a plan. There's so much that's unexpected. You also have to be able to go with the flow and really be able to pivot because your power as an entrepreneur is in the pivot. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's very unpredictable. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because I actually wrote down this morning, I was really sitting with this podcast episode, this conversation, our energy, just kind of meditating on what this is going to look like. Because again, me being very go with the flow, I waited till this morning to do this instead of like when I asked you to be on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, we all do that. It's fine. I recorded for my launch on Monday of my class, I recorded the podcast for the launch Monday at 5 a.m. I fully, oh, it's fine. I just was like, I'm tired and I'll figure it out. We all yeah. do it. Literally. And I think that also speaks to the trust that we have about ourselves, that we've learned to trust ourselves, that we can execute in that kind of way, which is like really powerful. But I did want to talk about getting real on the topic of entrepreneurship, you know? So since we are talking about your story and how you got here, let's talk about all like the not so fun moments that led you here. Oh, absolutely. So (laughs) it's so important to be real about this process. So like I mentioned that when I made that decision to leave in March, 2021 and not be impulsive and say, okay, let's give it some time until April 1st, 2022. This was a time in my life that I absolutely never want to go back to. Um, And I really was, I was burnt out to such a point where it was hard to even just go to normal social settings with my friends, like Mm -hmm. to get dinner, to do anything. I was just so tired. It was so difficult. And I just got through it because I had this, you know, keep your eye on the prize, Christine. It's not always going to be this way, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, important. But at the same time, I don't regret this because I mentioned my financial situation. I didn't have 
mommy and daddy putting anything into my business. I had also conquered student loans and other debts from helping other family members. Like I think a few months before student debt was handled years before, but I also had debt from helping family members and other things going on. So I had to be really mindful of this. And this journey was not easy and figuring it all out myself for the most part. I did have at one point a business mentor coach and she was incredible. And I highly recommend investing in that always. I got the return of investment even now and it helped, but it still was something I had to do myself. Um, An important thing to note is right before I left April 1st, early March, the month before I put myself in the hospital from such bad burnout. I actually had a colitis flare up. I had ulcerative colitis. It was extremely painful. I was in the hospital. It was three weeks before I left. That's how much I worked myself up until that point. It was not easy. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. I'm sure I could have balanced it a little bit better, but I also had fear with the finances of just, I have to be comfortable. I don't want to compromise on my lifestyle. When I do leave this six figure career, I'll be totally real. Yes. Yeah. That I just got to a point where I was like, this is great. I don't have any more debt. I can really enjoy what it feels like to make six figures. And I was walking away from it. (laughs) It was not glamorous at all. Yeah. I think that a powerful message that we can really take from this conversation, this story moment is that we can rise out of that false sense of security that we have with money. And it's funny because I was talking to a client about this um, in a session last night and she equates safety with money. Mm. And we can't always do that. And it's become such a staple in our society that we are operating with the safety outside of ourselves and really bringing that safety back into ourselves and saying, I am safe and I can do this. I can rise out of this dysfunctional lifestyle, even if it means taking a risk. And I love what you said in the beginning when you were saying how, what will my life look like if I'm devoting 100% to what is working in my life, what makes me feel good in my life, what's bringing passion and community into my life. And we can sustain that. You are a testament to that. Absolutely. And I think one thing I like to stress is that with any big decision, I recommend this to everyone around me. And I had to ask myself the same thing. Always ask the five-year question. So I had to ask myself in that moment in March, 2021, Will this matter in five years? The answer was yes, because when you are running a business and I don't need to tell you this, when it is gaining momentum, you have to run with that momentum. There is a small window there. It's true. And if you don't ride that momentum out and follow it, it's going to lose momentum. So I had to make a decision. Yeah, it is going to matter in five years. I have to do this if I don't take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. So it also ties back to the point that you just made about safety One of the biggest lessons I've learned and we kind of touched on before is it's not going to come from that like type A planner and thinking you have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. I have taken more now without that six figure career, more financial risks than I ever thought I ever would in my life. Serious, Mm -hmm. scary financial risks. And I've been fine because the safety is, and I've learned so much of this from your work and the work we've done together, it comes from within. And that's not supposed to sound cheesy, but when you are secure with yourself and you do that healing work, you build that trust with yourself of that. No, I know I'm going to figure it out. And I 
I'm open to creative solutions to doing it. And that's how you execute on that. A hundred percent. Like anytime I hear somebody say, I'm just so afraid to fail. I'm like, you, your life and everything that led you to this moment is evidence that you're not going to fail. And failure is just an illusion. Like there, there is no failure. You have the capacity to support yourself. You have the capacity to do and execute things in your life because you are you. (laughs) Absolutely. We can't label so many things as failure so easily because then if we were to do that, then you know what? I have failed as a business owner multiple times. You hear it all the time when people say, I had this, you know, launch for a new program or a, a downloadable thing, whatever it was. And I was so excited and it kind of flopped in quotes. And it's like, but no, it didn't. It's just a lesson. It says, okay, what can I take away from this? Maybe mm-hmm. I can rework it differently next time. I I have fallen on my face so many times with my offerings, yeah. multiple times. And it's taken me so many times to get it right. That's why things are not failures. They really are learning lessons. Exactly. And we were talking about this before we started recording of like, yeah. That we have so much to offer as these expert experts in our communities and in our fields and in our craft. And yet we're literally on fire in our creativity and creating these things. We create everything from scratch. Like that's the best and also hardest part of being an entrepreneur and especially like a coach when you are a teacher, you're a leader, you're a mentor and you're holding space for other people. And in this online space, we do have to create a lot of things to go along with those teachings. And we are providing such value and there is strategy, there is learning, there is working something a certain way to offer it to the community and the community isn't always going to be receptive to that but it does not define us as a coach or it does not define our business and our potential to grow and where we are in our success journey we are successful because we created it but I know for me playing into like my past wounds that disconnect in our community can also set you back in your mindset and your mental space. You know, it is really hard to to remain in that healthy space in your mind when it comes to like launching and we can easily identify those as failures, you know. But to your point, exactly. We have to switch how we identify those experiences. Absolutely and not taking it personally, but that's mm-hmm. what comes with that work that you do so much work with your clients. You've done the work with me. Guys, if you're listening and you, and you need some sort of work around this, around feeling secure with yourself, just with whether it's a business endeavor, anything, you need to speak with Katie outside of this, but it comes with that security with oneself. That's what seeking safety is all about, really feeling that and leaning in and understanding like once you feel secure with yourself, the word failure has a different meaning. You really don't use it. You learn, you learn, you grow and you have that trust. Yeah. I love that. And I think a lot of, you know, just people in our communities and as well as entrepreneurs can really identify with this. We often associate burnout with a lot of like physical exhaustion, overwhelmed stress, but the mental health effects of burnout and the mental exhaustion is seriously real. How do you feel it affected you mentally? Oh my goodness. You know, I've never really been asked this question. 
it's always kind of just like, how did you feel like physically, obviously tired, all that mentally, I just didn't feel like me. And a good example I can give is how I mentioned it was hard for me to show up to even just simple social situations. One thing about me is I love, I love having an extra moment where I want to glam and I want to put in all of these hair extensions and put on like lashes and do the whole thing. I love it. It's just so fun for me. And I remember I would go in my bathroom every now and then, and it would be for a social situation that was hard to go to. But even normally, Christine, who was tired, would be like, all right, this is going to wake me up and to play some music. I didn't touch those things for about a year. I didn't want to do the eyelashes. I didn't want to do all the makeup. All of those things felt like tired and a chore. The things that lit me up, that made me happy, didn't anymore. They felt you know, exhausting. But what I learned was, is that burnout is, it really comes from not doing enough of the things that you love. So because I didn't make those things a priority, they became something that wasn't enjoyable. So mentally, I just felt so out of it and not myself and not true to the things that made me feel good. It was just this very weird feeling, almost like autopilot. And I don't think I realized how bad it was until I put myself in the hospital, ironically, three weeks before I was leaving. So mentally, I just felt, I think it was autopilot depressed depressed, and just not me. And I know that the people closest to me around that knew that. And there are people specifically who, you know, my family, my closest friends, I know that they knew and that it was like, this is not her, but it's temporary and had to really bear with me and saying, I became the friend that was like, I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Can we just, can you come over and can we order in something instead? And yeah, I appreciate everyone giving me that grace, but yeah, mentally it was just not me. It was like this really different version of Christine because the energy that I did have was going to showing up at my job and showing up for my clients. Yeah. None for me anymore. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's crazy how quickly we can get into that pattern. Yes, absolutely. And that's why now where I am now, I've been doing this full time for eight months now. Mm -hmm. I have such strict boundaries with work and I'll never bend on them. And it has helped me prevent that burnout because I got into this, you know, illusion that when I would leave, I'd like burnout's done. I only have one thing to focus on. Right. And I like re-burned myself out <laughs> two months later. Cause I was like, okay, it's full-time CP. I'm going to do all the things. No, slow down girl. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this place where I have my boundaries and it works. And I candidly, I cannot see myself getting to a place of burnout again. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think one barrier that I was finding in my burnout recovery journey was judgment towards myself. Like I would judge myself and I still find myself doing it a little bit because I, I very much still am in recovery even years later because it's just, it, it takes a lot of healing to once you have established number one, that you are burnt out and that I need to recover from this and you learn how to recover from this, you know, and I'm much better than what I was. However, I found myself judging myself for the things that I wasn't doing anymore, like getting dressed up, putting the makeup on, doing all the things, wanting to go out, wanting to like live a certain lifestyle in a certain way. And I also was 
fueling the burnout by negative patterns of like binge eating and XYZ, you know, the list goes on. So for me, I almost got lost in the sauce, like of burnout. It was, it was crazy. It's, it's very heavy, the physical and the mental exhaustion that you experience in that way. Absolutely. And to your point about the binges and things like that, I always educate my clients who come with burnout that have like put on weight as a result to turning to that. Mm-hmm. It's all a concept of shoving it down. Like burnout, imagine the candle and we're using things like food and these comforts to just shove it down, put out that fire because we get a quick rush of dopamine from that. It's literally a drug. Like people need to treat binging as a result of burnout and stress the same way they would any other addiction. And I will die on that hill because it's the same response you get from the neurotransmitters in your brain, anything just to feel good and comforted and relief. And you shove that feeling down your taste buds, everything. And then once that ends, you crash and then you feel even worse. And it's this dangerous cycle. I thought it was the perfect opportunity to read a little bit of my first book, for you where we talk about dopamine and for anybody listening this is going to help you to understand a little bit more of what Christine and I were talking about during this segment of the podcast. It is also important to treat the brain physically as well as challenging its functions. The brain operates best when we are eating healthy, hydrating, stimulating the mind with constant learning and taking the necessary supplements to fill any nutritional gaps. The brain produces a chemical called dopamine, and I wanted to highlight it in this book because I felt that it plays a huge role in healing. In healing, we may find that we are constantly seeking out pleasure and it can hinder our healthiest healed states. I have found that we can spike dopamine without relying on repeated dopamine hits to hinder achieving a regulated state. Our brain becomes reliant and almost addicted to the chemical when we are attempting to cope through stress and challenges. This is because dopamine is a chemical neurotransmitter responsible for the functions of pleasure, reward, memory, attention, and happiness. Constantly experiencing these feelings motivates us to repeat the behaviors because it feels like we are being rewarded. On the contrary, when we have low levels of dopamine, we can experience lack of motivation and also depression, anxiety, all those things. When we are operating at optimal functioning, our nervous system regulates the chemical production of dopamine and we can create an increase of this chemical intentionally to assist us on our healing journey without becoming reliant on it. This takes a lot of skill and is regulated through lifestyle consistencies. You can naturally increase your dopamine levels by walking every day, balancing your meals with high levels of protein and healthy fats, balance your gut bacteria, increase daily movement, focus on sleep hygiene, positive sun exposure, intentionally exposing your body to cold temperatures, listening to music, and cultivating a healthy relationship with creativity, meditation, and activating the parasympathetic nervous system. Adding in magnesium and B vitamins if levels are low. Also make sure you guys are checking your vitamin D levels, especially in the wintertime, and social supports. 
Be careful to not seek out overspending, overuse of social media, alcohol consumption, sex, stimulants, overworking, and production levels, and overindulging in comfort foods. We can be mindful of utilizing these healthy outlets of pleasure and even the above not so healthy outlets. Everything in moderation and awareness of not to seek out pleasure or safety in unhealthy mechanisms. It is also imperative to heal through the addiction to dopamine if we are presently relying on the unhealthy coping mechanisms to achieve that pleasure state or reward. So in my book, I go into making it a little bit more personal about me, saying that part of my burnout recovery and healing journey included really taking an inventory of my seeking of dopamine and overindulging in many unhealthy things. I began to cut out the unhealthy behaviors that gave me short-term pleasure and ultimately long-term suffering. We want to achieve sustained healing and long-term happiness. This can be done over time with consistent activation of healthy coping skills that naturally increase our dopamine levels to enhance our healing journey. So that is just a small section of my book. And if you guys are interested in learning more about the mind, the body, your healing journey, healing practices, and creating more safety in your life, you can check out the book on Amazon The book is called Safety at the Roots by Katie Parent, LMSW. So let's talk about the community that you service, like your niche, your clientele. Who are the people that you work with? So that's a great question because it's ever evolving at this point. So I did mention CP Honesty started off as a coaching practice based on nutrition and mindfulness really empowering clients to live healthier lifestyles through the power of mindful eating with an 80-20 balance, which means never restricting, none of that, 80% whole unprocessed things, which fuel and make us feel good, and 20% the rest, which is things like alcohol, the refined sugars, all of that. So that was very much who I was working with for a long time. And when I announced, so I made the decision that I would leave in March, 2021, but I kept it a secret until January, 2022. And when I announced I'm leaving my full-time, you know, finance career to do CP as a full-time thing, I started getting flooded with questions because I was always very honest and open about my financial situation in terms of this is all funded by me. And yes, I work in finance and I make a nice salary, but I also had other things I had to pay off, etc. So because people knew my situation and that it was just me, it was, oh my goodness, how did you do it? I want to do the same. And, or how did you save up the money? Just yeah. so much of that. I wasn't expecting that reaction. Mm-hmm. So it slowly turned into, oh, well, let me share some personal finance tips with you. Just things like how I hack credit cards and little tips around that. I started sharing it more and more and I got such an overwhelming response. Mm -hmm. Then it turned into people asking who were in my situation, I want to do what you did. So it opened the door to business mentorship, which is what I do now, but also giving personal finance advice and tips and big disclaimer. It's on everything. It should be taken as advice. I'm not certified any of it. It's just life Mm -hmm. experience. So now I have clients who work with me on business mentorship to do the same thing that I did essentially, Mm -hmm. but build out their own roadmap. And now I recently launched a 
class on how anyone, no matter what you're doing, whether your line of work is full-time, stay-at-home parent, whatever it is, that you can make passive income with digital downloads, similarly to how I did. So it's turning a lot now into equal parts, nutrition and mindfulness clients, as well as this business mentorship and empowering people with personal finance as well. I love it. And it all goes hand in hand. I think that when you are an entrepreneur, you're living a personal life as well. Your life is not just entrepreneurship. So I think that, and I work a lot of, of this kind of stuff in my sessions as well, because I have a lot of clients who come to me who are like, come to me for their healing work, but they're talking about their businesses with me. And I'm like, well, your direct decisions that you make in your personal life are affecting you professionally. Even for me, like my, my mental health issues directly impact my decisions to, and how I financially make decisions. So they go hand in hand. Absolutely. I tell my nutrition and mindfulness clients, because especially ones that follow me on social media, they're like, by the way, I love your personal finance tips. I'll say, just so you know, I know we're doing an accountability program focused on whatever it is, a weight loss goal, or just to be healthier. I promise you, you're also going to reap benefits on the personal finance side of things. Trust me, because when you are aligned with that, just overall mindfulness umbrella, you're aligned mindfully in the way you spend money and mindfulness and money go hand in hand as well. Oh my God, literally a hundred percent. And I think that without even teaching one single thing, I think how you show up for people and the boundaries that you've set in your life and your just your energy, the way that you come across as a brand, you're totally empowering people. I know for myself, I took your finance masterclass and I learned so much. Your energy was great and it helped me to, if I could even just say one thing without learning every, without talking about everything that I learned, but just what one thing energetically that I took away from even just your teachings is to prioritize healing that and prioritizing that aspect of our lives. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. And my goal is always for everyone to understand, like, it's okay to raise your hand and say, like, I have put myself in debt. I haven't been responsible. Money is so taboo you know the way for years it was like we don't talk about religion and politics now all we talk about is politics we need to start doing that with money and I really want to be one of the voices in that conversation especially for women I can't stress it enough and the more I can just normalize like it's okay and there are ways to figure it out even if you're in tons of credit card debt here's another way here's another avenue here's an option there's a seat for everyone at the table to just better their financial health and I just want everyone to know that Mm -hmm. well your mission is being fulfilled my girl you are doing the thing (laughs) (laughs) thank you I'm trying (laughs) you're doing it and I love it I'm here for it love watching you grow in that way and the next thing that I want to talk about is super juicy and I love it and I cannot wait to get into this topic with you so I want to talk about sustainability and reaching our goals and doing it in a way where you and I truly believe in this. We have, this is a value and staple in our businesses of no toxic positivity and no quick fixes. Ooh, absolutely. So from the nutrition standpoint, oh my goodness. I, listen, I've worked with over 60 people now in two years. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. I've seen it all. I've seen everyone's story. Everyone's different, but there's one common denominator here because I asked this in my intake forms and it's the Mm -hmm. same answer, no matter what the goal is. 
I tried this keto program. I tried this paleo program. And guys, it's not also just for weight loss. It's also people like, I want to be healthier. I'm going to do a primal diet. I want to make healthier decisions for my life. Yes. So I, you know, I cut out sugar completely or all these things. And then I gained it all back or I started going back to those practices where I wasn't eating enough because I became scared or all of these things. And it really is about sustainability comes down to not putting yourself in these boxes. You have to create your own box, have to, no matter what it is, but on nutrition, big time there. So what I work on with clients is no one's program looks the same. What are, what's your lifestyle? Like, what are your preferences? Like, are you someone who, first of all, hates things like chicken or me in general? Do you, are you vegan? Are you this? Are you that? And figuring it out from there. And also a big one too. And anyone who has a weight loss goal, I really want you to hear me on this one. Cause it's so important movement. I never once use the word exercise or workout with my clients. Why? Because movement is something that our bodies need and is enjoyable movement. It can be something that you're just blasting bad bunny in your apartment for 30 <laughs> minutes. Like yeah. where's your movement for the day? So it has to be sustainable. So if you are someone who hates the gym, don't go mm-hmm. great. Don't do it. What do you like to do to move? I ask my clients this all the time. Great examples. You know, I love a podcast and I love catching up with my friends. Awesome. Habit stack, go for a walk and do it. Yeah. All your friends listen to yeah. it, or I it's freezing out, Christine. I don't want to walk outside, but who doesn't love to dance to Bad Bunny in their kitchen? So, mm-hmm. can you do that for 30 minutes? Great, there's your movement, and it's happy. Mm-hmm. So, sustainability comes from just personalizing things that are actually going to work for you long term. That mm-hmm. covers the nutrition front of things. Um, on the I'm going to segue with this for like the entrepreneurial side of things. Mm-hmm is don't copy someone else's business plan or what you think is working for them. Because let me tell you something, the Instagram show is real. You don't, unless you are seeing someone's PNL, you don't know what's going on. Exactly. So if you're like, oh my goodness, you know, they dropped and I have fallen into this. And I talked about this on my last podcast episode. A great thing is I fell into the trap. There was someone, I won't chat them out. I used to follow for a while an entrepreneur and she was like doing all the things, working from Mykonos, working from wherever. And I'm like, oh my God, like what? Like I need to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And she had like her $2,500 class on how to do it. She's doing, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy it. Now I'm going to be just like this. And I took the class and was like, this is all so hard. It's requiring money. And I, I, I just don't understand. And that's where I came up with my own. But the point is don't copy someone else's because it's not going to be sustainable for you or probably even work. Get creative, whether it's you working with a business mentor or just soul searching with yourself, what works for you as an entrepreneur. It's the same thing that you have to evaluate with nutrition. Don't put yourself in a box, create your own. That's the key to sustainability summed up. The value that I wanted articulated in this podcast episode was really to feel whole, happy, and confident in your entrepreneurial journey. And so the conversation that Christine and I had recording this podcast in this next segment was really us talking about the downfalls to some of the individuals and the entrepreneurs in this industry and some of the toxic tendencies that some of the strategies that 
some entrepreneurs use, especially coaches in the coaching industry use as tactics to get clientele and to market their business. And although some strategies do work, however, the integrity that we have in getting clients shows in our work and our marketing and how we never want to be in a position that we were in. And what we are doing in our conversation is talking about our mistakes so that it can impact you listening to this episode so that we empower you to make different decisions. And I chose to edit out our conversation because it was a little all over the place on my part. (laughs) Because I'm a talker and I really speak in my emotions. And for the sake of this podcast and you listening, I wanted to get the clear message across in a shorter, more concise way. So I am going to reflect to you the really significant parts of our conversation. So a few main takeaways from our conversation in this segment And I also want you to know that you don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur to identify with this. You can also simply relate it to your personal life or any aspect of your life in regards to what you're viewing in society, on social media, and maybe of people around you in your life. It's all about setting boundaries for yourself of what you're really taking in what you're viewing, the conversations that you're having, the people that influence your life, you have to set healthy boundaries around all aspects of your life, especially when it comes to the entrepreneurial world. And as you are growing and blooming your business. And like I said, you can really take this information and put it into your personal life and how you're blooming and growing as an individual. We have to set boundaries with the people that are in our energy and in our space, especially when we are growing in confidence, growing as an individual, and really focusing on our own individual strengths and individuality. We have the authority in our life to be extremely mindful of this. So this is very important. The takeaways that I got from the conversation between Christine and I from both of our stories of really falling into the trap of wanting more for our life, but investing into the wrong people and the wrong avenues of help. We both have seen the benefits of mentorship in our business and also investing into our healing and investing into our personal growth. We both go to therapy. We both have worked with business coaches and life coaches, and we both have valued education. And so we have seen the benefits. We have also seen the negatives of following people who portray a certain lifestyle that we are interested in. We are attracted to some people in our industry that showcase lifestyles and income, revenue revenue streams, and all different aspects of success in their business. We are attracted to what they are doing, how they do it, and the life that they are living. We have been able to separate what is healthy and what is not. 
Whether you are on a personal or professional development journey, I want you to remember a few key things here. Social media can be extremely triggering for a multitude of reasons. Some people are just simply showcasing their reality and we in our internal dialogue can bring on feelings of depression, anxiety, shame, and guilt, and all the negative things that we do not want to be feeling. Some people intentionally put out their glamorization of their life or certain things in their life or money or just even showcasing something that really isn't true to their reality. It's all in our perception of what we are surrounding ourselves with. So that's number one. Number two, we can get lost in thinking that other people have the solutions that we're looking for. And and I'm not saying getting lost in the sense of that looking to other people for mentorship isn't the right thing because there is so much gold in mentorship. There is so much incredible information learned from other people who are where you want to be. It's just in investing in the right type of people. I cannot say that enough. I'm going to say it again. When you are looking to someone helping you to change your life, whether it be personal or professional, look to the right types of people and understand your triggers so well in a way that you know that the people that you're investing in, but not only that, even just simply the people that you are following and the content that you are consuming on a daily basis is nurturing to your mind, your body, and your soul, especially to your transformation journey of your personal self or your professional self. The main goal of the content and the lifestyle that we articulate in our businesses, Christine and I, focuses on the value of relatability. And this is something that the content that we were consuming in the past really was triggering to us and put us into a place where we weren't focusing on our own growth, our own strengths. And we made the mistake in investing into the wrong people because we were attracted to the very things that they were emulating in their life that weren't the healthiest. We were attracted to the formulation that some of these people were putting out and formulation in the sense of something plus something equals success and money, abundance, fulfillment, success, all the things. And it, it didn't work. It wasn't relatable to our life. It wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't, It wasn't what we needed. The effects of buying into a success-driven company can be very debilitating. We can fall into the trap of investing money that we don't have. We can fall into the trap of comparison. We can fall into the trap of low self-esteem. And we can fall into the trap of investing in something that isn't worth our while for our own personal and professional growth. We want to be extremely careful of 
really identifying what is unhealthy and what is healthy for us. So the next time that you feel called to invest into something that's going to help your business grow, look at what you are attracted to. Are you attracted to the quick success formula that these people are marketing? Or are you attracted to the evidence-based practices that these companies are putting out there, the testimonials, the expertise, the credibility. Look for all those things in an industry that you are interested in investing in. The people that are very successful at what they do, we absolutely can learn from them. But when people are really so quick to market how much money they make as a strategy to bring in clients, that to me is a very toxic and red flag. Does it work? Yes. Is it important in certain instances? Yes. Because if you are looking to grow and expand your business, especially if you are looking to bring in a lot of people around the world, you do want someone who has the credibility of bringing in a lot of clients. And money isn't everything. In this season of my life, yes, I have the success of being able to work from home and support myself solely on my business. Am I a six or seven figure entrepreneur? Not yet. If I were to market to you how much money I make, would you judge me based on that? Or would you judge me based on the incredible, impactful, valuable work I've done with hundreds of clients around the world? Think about that. Money comes to us when we are authentically following our passion and intuitively channeling the strategies that work for us in our lives, personally and professionally. There is an incredible amount of money that we can make and the potential that we have in our lives to be successful is limitless when we tap into our strengths and our authenticity. Money is so incredibly energetic here and we often fall into the trap that money equals happiness, money equals success, and people market with money. And this is the conversation that Christine and I were having on the podcast together about not falling into that toxic trap as an entrepreneur. So here is your reminder to invest into the people that you feel called to invest in in a healthy authentic way absolutely everyone can benefit just from i'm going to just you know give props to you and i our vulnerability and literally real attitude because that's really what it is and a big core message that you and i both really share in our our businesses is we are just like you yeah we're the same we're all going through it you have to take each person one at a time and I just want to encourage everyone to take, give that same grace to themselves. And if you take anything from this, it's don't put yourself in some box, please just don't. It's so empowering to create your own and safety and security and healing is never going to come from an external thing. Like 
money because it's always going to turn into, well, what's next? What's next? What's next? It has to come from within. It absolutely has to. And thank you again for doing all that healing work with me on that front, because it's been integral for me to really grow as an entrepreneur. So props to you as well. I mean, this has been the best like friendship and work marriage ever, but thank you just so much for having me to help spread these nuggets of wisdom too. And it's just such an honor to like be a part of your podcast. You have no idea. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be in your energy, your space. It's funny because uh, the second I heard Christine speak I was like we have to be friends like we're meant to be friends like (laughs) we are like the same person but I feel like we can also truly enhance our lives with our uniqueness like and I she has absolutely enhanced my life like I just love her to death and I feel like she can really uh provide value to your life as well so Christine why don't we take this opportunity for you to just share ways that people can connect with you your social media your website and how people can work with you so I am on Instagram. My handle is CP Honest Also, my website is cphonesttea.com. I always encourage people slide in my DMs, say hello. I will get back to you. And if you are interested in working with me, all of my consultations are free. I want to make sure that I'm a fit for you. So you can go ahead and just click on the work with me tab on cphonesttea.com. And also some of the things that we touched on, like digital products and some other Mm -hmm. offerings with me, if coaching isn't really for you, if you peep the shop tab, they're available there as well. Perfect. Perfect. And is there anything coming up that you're offering or anything that you recently launched? I know we touched upon your recent launch. Um, and I want everybody listening to get a clear picture of exactly what that is. Um, what are some things that people can look forward to in your recent business? Totally. So I launched on Monday and this is very exciting because it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. The class on how to generate passive income through digital download products. And it's my no fuss method on how to do that. I mentioned in this episode that I spent thousands of dollars on all these kind of courses and things. And a lot of them were to make things like this that were overcomplicated. This is just a no frills, very simple way on how I created everything that you see in that shop tab on CP Honesty through using things that were available to me that didn't require an insane investment. And it really encourages people. I have a discovery process to find what that profitable topic can be for you. We all have some sort of experience or training or anything that can be of value to others while helping us bring in some passive income. So I encourage you to go check out my podcast. I have a 14 minute episode I released it's, um, at my episode four, where I talk about the class and you can find the podcast link in the link in my bio or shoot me a DM and ask further questions, but feel free to check it out. It is definitely something that will be helpful, useful, and is so far a few days in serving a lot of people. And I'm really happy about that. Yay. I know that you definitely helped me too. I had all of my downloads on a separate processor. Last year, I, cr- I spent hours and money every single month hosting all of my downloads on a separate processor. And Christine was like, what are you doing? You can just have that on your website that you already paid for. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> so yes, I Cindy. literally made your coin. Saving money, girl. Well, that. this has been amazing. And I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom with us. Yes, you are so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strength in the Soul podcast. If this episode served you in any way, please subscribe for more episodes like this one. By subscribing and rating, we get the visibility needed to impact the lives of many. We have a healing community that is growing to the capacity where we can reach so many people around the world. I am so grateful for your support. Visit strengthofthesoul.com for more information on how you can join our healing community.